This program may contain content of an explicit nature. Listener discretion is advised. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you tonight's special presentation. It has been established that persons who have recently died have been returning to life. Well, I've heard a man is chasing, but this is something new. He destroyed himself. How true that will be. This brain has been drained. It must be a mutation, a freak of nature. Use a serum that will heal you whether you're a rabbit or not. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid an egg. Oh, well, holly jolly, look who it is. I see you've decided to join me here at the horror shop for our Christmas party. You'll have to excuse me. I'm feeling a little blitzened. You see, there was the eggnog and uh, fruitcake and candy canes and... Oh, did I mention the eggnog? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you're here. It's... Wait, what is that thing outside the door? Well, Frosty the freaking snowman. It's, a. Uh, it's... It's not going to fit through the door. No, 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 stop. No, before you... That's just fantastic. Do you realize you've just burst through my wall? I hope you plan on fixing that, you big, goofy, um... The name's Eddie. Why, Eddie? Pleased to meet your acquaintance. Um... Pleasure is all yours. I'm right in the middle of preparing for our holiday festivities, and here you come, abounding in. You've wrecked the place. Gee, golly, mister. I'm really sorry. Let me make it up to you. And just how do you plan on doing that? Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Please, please stop. Enough of that drivel. Oh, don't you like that one? 
Let me try another. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. No, no, no. No more caroling. Just grab some of those boards right there and and help me patch this wall. In the meantime, our listeners have been patiently waiting for this month's episode of Horror Shop Radio. This one is about a family taking their son out to find a nice Christmas tree for the holidays when they find just the place. But they could be in for quite the sleigh ride if you catch my snowdrift. <laughs> oh, shut it, Olaf. Now, let's join Ellie and her mother by the fireside for this festive yarn I like to call Tree Farm. <laughs> some delicious Christmas cookies, freshly baked, and a nice glass of milk to wash them down. Oh, thank you, Mommy. They look so good. I could just eat them all at once. (laughs) Oh, I bet you could. Isn't it beautiful out there? Look at how big the snowflakes are and how gorgeous the hills look, all covered in white. A true winter wonderland, I'll say. It is lovely. I sure can't wait for Santa to come. Mummy? Yes, dear? Could you tell me a nice Christmas story before bed? Oh, why, of course. Hmm, there is one that comes to mind, and it's true. It's about a family taking their son to pick out the perfect Christmas tree. It sounds wonderful, Mummy. How's it go? Well, dear, it took place about 15 years ago. The father, a man named Paul, and his wife, Laurie, were driving through the countryside all day with their son, looking for a Christmas tree farm. Paul was beginning to grow a bit agitated when they happened to stumble upon just the place. I don't know what else to tell you. We should have just taken that one back there. It's okay. That place was just too crowded. I'm just so happy we get to spend Christmas together this year as a family, Paul. I knew Billy would be happy to be home. Now, rest assured, Billy was happy. It's just that he had some trouble showing it. For Billy was a special boy. He didn't mutter so much as a word most times, but he was always listening. Looks like another place right there. Couldn't hurt to take a look. Might as well. The sign read, Christmas trees here, with an arrow pointing to the entrance of a long driveway. 
As they drove the vehicle up the road, Billy sat in the back seat, gazing out of the window, a blank look on his face, which was always there, but this time you could sense the tiniest bit of curiosity in his eyes. For as the car travelled up the gravel road, there was nothing to be seen but rows and rows of Christmas trees. So many trees. It was as if they went on for miles. Almost as if they never ended. But that's all there seemed to be, was trees. The place was deserted. Where was everyone, Mummy? Where were all the other families picking out their trees? Well, it was quite strange, which is why Paul stepped out of the car to have a look. There's nobody here. Hmm. Maybe they're closed today. Jesus Christ! Can I help you, son? Well, we were... Hi, I'm Lori. This is my husband, Paul. We're taking our son out to find a nice tree for the holidays. You are. Well, we don't get many people up here anymore. Guess we're too damn far out of the way. But I guess while you're here, you might as well have a chance to look around. Oh, thank you, sir. We'd love to take a look around. Yes. As Paul pulled the car up to park, the old man stood in the distance, watching. He seems a bit creepy, Mommy. Oh, yes, indeed, Ellie. But we haven't gotten to the creepiest part yet. As he stood there, staring at them, his arm dropped to his side. He was holding an axe. You didn't notice how the asshole was looking at you? He's probably going inside right now to whack at his own blue spruce. <laughs> Would you stop it? He's just an old man. I'm sure he doesn't get a lot of company up here and he's just happy to see someone. Yeah, he's real happy to see you. Well, maybe I'll have to go pay him a visit before we leave. Yeah, yeah, you do that. <laughs> Now, Billy, make sure you stay in the car, okay? If Daddy and I find a nice tree, we'll come get you. Billy nodded his head slowly, understanding his mother's wishes, while Paul went around to the back of the car and opened up the trunk, staring down at what was inside. Are you sure you want to use that thing here? What's the difference? Well, Mommy, what was it? What was inside the trunk? Well, my dear, it was simply the instrument they had brought to cut their tree with. A chainsaw. Oh, well, I do suppose they would need that. So, did they find a nice tree? Why, yes, of course. They found the most special tree of all. I think it's perfect. Well, it's this or nothing. Well, why don't you get started? I'll go check on Billy and I'll find the owner. Paul nodded to his wife and reached down for the chainsaw. As he began to cut the tree, Lori trudged her way through the rows of trees, making her way back to the car. 
The thought of Billy seeing their family Christmas tree for the first time brought a smile to her lips and a tear to her eye. But as she got closer and closer to where the car was parked, a strange feeling came over her, as if something was wrong. Billy? Billy! Billy, where'd you go? She was suddenly engulfed by terror upon realising her son was gone. The door to the car was wide open. Billy was nowhere to be seen. Without hesitation, she began to search frantically, wandering into a dense area of the grove. Billy! Billy, where'd you go? Suddenly in the distance, the old man appeared, watching Laurie's every move as she meandered through the patches of trees, calling out for her lost son. The old man licked his lips with anticipation as he dropped his axe-wielding hand again to his side and crept forward towards Laurie. Meanwhile, Paul had just finished cutting down the tree. As he looked down, admiring his work, a piercing scream cut through the frigid air. A look of panic spread across Paul's face. He knew that scream. It belonged to Laurie. Upon realising this, he knew he had to act, and fast. Quickly, he rushed towards the direction of the sound until he came upon the old man. Where the hell's my wife, you son of a bitch? What'd you do to my wife? I know who you are! smirk suddenly washed over Paul's face as the old man's body dropped to the ground in a heap, his own axe buried deep inside his back. Just then, a hand reached down to pull it out. A hand belonging to Laurie. Isn't it fucking beautiful, baby? It sure is. That's my girl. I'm so glad Billy can be here for this. We can finally be a family again. I'm just so happy we can spend Christmas together this year as a family, Paul. I know Billy will be happy to be home. Now, understand Billy is a very rare case, and generally we do like to keep these types here for extended supervision, but we do feel he has made an amazing recovery thus far. I just have to finish up his release papers, but I'm very happy he's going home to such a wonderful family. I know who you are! Police are investigating a series of recent murders in Northeast Pennsylvania and have identified the suspects in question as Paul and Lori Bloodworth. Their eight-year-old son was recently released to their custody from Lakeview Sanitarium and was last seen with them. The suspects are considered to be armed and extremely dangerous and anyone fitting their description should be reported immediately to local or state authorities. I've waited for this day for so long. It's finally come. Son, it's your turn now. It's your time to learn the family way. As Paul handed the chainsaw to his son, Billy stood over the old man, not even the slightest bit of emotion on his face, as he plunged the blades into the old man's stomach, ripping him apart.
No. No, Pa! What happened then, Mommy? Well, the old man's son, who had been hunting in the nearby forest, was returning to the farm at that very moment when he saw what was happening to his own father. The two shots he had fired had hit Paul and Laurie square in the chest. He rushed to his father's side and wept for hours over the body of the old man. On the contrary, just over a hill in the distance, Billy watched this morbid scene unfold, but didn't shed one tear over the death of his parents. His expression had stayed the same as it always had, and always has to this day. So, Billy is still alive? Oh yes, of course. All grown up now, and legend has it, he's still out there somewhere, roaming that land and lurking amongst the trees. In fact, teenagers still to this day go up there to that tree farm and tell stories of the infamous Billy Bloodworth. You guys heard what happened here, right? Oh my god, here he goes, telling us stupid stories again. I'm serious. This place used to be a Christmas tree farm. About 15 years ago, some crazy guy and his wife killed the owner here. Turns out they broke their crazy kid out of the psych ward. Let him do it. Some kind of fucked up family. You're so full of shit. Guys, tell the truth. But I heard they all got off by the sun. Because he came back from a hunting trip. Saw the whole thing. Killed him right there. You know that the crazy kid's still out there. You never <laughs> caught him. Lies, lies, it's all lies. You guys aren't gonna scare us with that lame ass shit. Dude, I got pissed. People say Billy Bloodworth still watches over the land where the tree farm once stood. They say he carries a rusty chain and a hook which he uses to slay any trespassers that dare to come across his land and that he dumps all of his victims off a cliff on the edge of the property. They say there's hundreds of them just rotting away in a massive pile of bodies. They say if you go out searching for the perfect Christmas tree, to be very careful where you go looking, for the legend of Billy Bloodworth is real, and you never know when he's watching. Mommy? Yes, my dear? Well, I thought you might tell me a more cheerful Christmas story. I don't know if I'll be able to fall asleep now. The story was frightening and I'm... Well, 
I'm scared, Mommy. You're scared? Oh, nonsense. That was only a story. You want scary? I can show you scary. What do you mean, Mommy? I I don't want to be scared. I'll just finish eating my cookies and be off to bed. Oh, yes. The cookies. How do they taste? Let me try one. Mmm, quite tasty. But certainly not as delicious as your mummy was. Boy, stop it. Please stop saying these things. You are my mummy. Wrong, child. I feasted on your mummy's flesh and bones. And my, 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 were they delectable. Now, allow me to just unzip this wretched skin from my body. Consider this a gift. I've allowed you to open your eyes. Now, you can really see things for what they are. No, please, please go away. Leave me alone. I want my mommy back. Oh, you do, don't you? Well, I'm sure she'd like some company. There's always room in my belly for more. Merry Christmas, child. That was a real mouthful, wasn't it? <laughs> Speaking of, I'm feeling rather ravenous. Me too. I've got quite the hankering. I can feel my tummy grumbling. Oh, wait. Just guess. My word, are you foul. Simply abominable. Ah, I've been told that before. Have you finished fixing my wall yet? Oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, never mind. Since it's the holidays, I have just the thing. A nice Christmas present. All wrapped up, especially for you. For me? Oh, you're so kind, mister. Well, go ahead and unwrap it, you big bumble. Jeez, sir, this is so nice, but, uh, what is it? Oh, you've never seen one of these? Why, it's the 
hottest trend. And I got a scorching deal on it. <laughs> Just push that red button right there. Okay, mister. Here goes. Oh, it's so hot. I'm, I'm melting. Oopsies. I guess that's the gift that really warms the heart and melts the soul. <laughs> Till next time, boils and ghouls, have a ho ho horrid holiday, and make sure to stay on the naughty list. Bye, humbug, and to all a good night from the horror shop. Horror Shop Radio, Episode Three, Tree Farm was adapted from a short film of the same title, originally produced in 2011. Both the film and the audio adaptation were written, directed, and produced by Matthew Bird. The cast featured the voice talents of Andrea Richardson as Mummy and Haley Bird as Ellie. Additional dialogue was taken directly from the cast of the original film, starring Danielle Tampier as Laurie, Bill Pittenger as Paul and grown-up Billy, Sam Tyler as the old man, Edward Witt as Sonny. The teenagers were played by Stacy Casebeer, Alicia Schaefer, John Fanjoy, and Chris Marks. The voice of the newscaster was provided by Steve Ville, and the doctor was played by Matthew Bird. The original film version also starred William Molesky as Billy Bloodworth. The musical score for Tree Farm, as well as the Horror Shop Radio theme music, were composed by Steve Ville of the band Techno Kill. This episode also featured a snippet of the song Untouchable by Embrace Agony. And In the Hall of the Mountain King, composed by Edvard Grieg, dark piano cover by Mayu. The audio from the film was shot on location at Beck's Tree Farm in Mount Bethel, Pennsylvania. The boom operator was Mike Stewart. Post-production by Matthew Bird. An additional sound design by freesound.org on a Creative Commons license. If you enjoy listening to the show, review us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, and subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support the show by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash horrorshopradio. Episode 4 of Horror Shop Radio entitled What's Your Emergency will be coming your way on January 31st, 2021. We thank you for listening and hope that you will subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast platform. You can visit our website at horrorshopradio.com or at Horror Shop Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Horror Shop Radio is a production of Horror Shop Films and Innovation Cinema Productions. Copyright 2020.